Listen, I've been bathing every day for work. I know that some people who are work from home, they're like pajama bottoms from the bottom down. Right, right. I've been, I've been doing it. I've been bathing myself. I've been dressing up like work shirt and what have you. I even wore a vest one day to work. I know. And a yeah, tie. I'm not doing all that. I started that way. Like week one, I was all about it. At week two, I was like, uh, at week three, I was like fucking yoga pants. I don't even care. And I don't do yoga. I despise yoga, but I'm wearing the fucking pants because. Because why not? Why That's not? where we're at. Okay. Welcome to the Pocha Podcast, Weedy Weedy, for April. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And this Weedy Weedy, we are going to chew the fat about, yes, we are in the process of social and physical distancing. And sometimes, Charlene, that can be hard for people who are very touchy-feely. It can be hard for a lot of people. It can be hard for people who are extroverts. It can be hard for people who are, um, well, I don't know. Introverts are probably happy right now. <laughs> They've been <laughs> practicing all their lives for this. Yes. Yes. Agreed. But it's tough. It's tough. People are, are starting to feel the, the pain, especially as restrictions get a little bit more and more difficult. Uh, today, we are you know, things are changing all the time. But right now, uh, we have been in a shelter in place in New Mexico for several weeks, which means only essential folks are out and about. Um, and who is deemed essential is also changing day by day. So uh, I myself have been home and homeschooling for several weeks. And, um, and I and one of the really hard things, Kat, is I, I'm very close to my mom, as you are close to your mom, too. I see my mom almost every day, and I have not seen my mom in weeks at this point. I've seen her from a distance, like to drop something off at her front door, but no, there's no abrazo, there's no kissing on the cheek, there's no none of it. It's like a wave, and it's so freaking painful. It's painful. Agreed. The last time I went to see with my mom, <clears throat> when I exchanged uh, pulling weeds for toilet paper, uh, was the last time I got to hug her. And while we do call every day, and yes, she's in El Paso, so that would be a little bit longer of a drive for me than, than it is for your mom. It is difficult for uh, for us to be the, the kind of touchy-feely, huggy-kissy latinx humans that we typically are my tia lives um you know maybe a mile away and we have seen her but it's been hard not to give her a hug and a kiss mm -hmm. on the cheek we've elbow bumped literally when i've seen her and that's super difficult and it's depressing um but at least i get to see her you know not like my mom where i can't see her on a daily if i really wanted to yeah i so you, when you see your mom, you give her a hug. Do you do a kiss on the cheek? Is that like customary for your fam or like extended family members even beyond your mom? Is that just a thing you do? Yes, except for the creepy uncle. But yes, a <laughs> <laughs> hug and a kiss. <laughs> Never the creepy uncle. But Never. yes. Um, yeah, same. So and and sometimes if it's and I've noticed this too. This. Being in isolation has really made me think about the ways that we show affection in my family. And 
definitely a hug all the time. Kiss on the cheek. If people are feeling super sentimental and emotional, there could be a kiss on the lips. And I'm, you know, I'm 42 years old. I will kiss my parents on the lips, especially if something, if it's a funeral, if something's going on where people are just really in their feelings. Um, that's not uncommon. And I recognize that that's probably very cultural. I don't think that's a common thing for everybody. In fact, I've seen, uh, I don't remember what celebrity got a bunch of shit for kissing her kid on the mouth. And I was like, dude, that's just a that's thing. That's what that happens. Do. Yeah, but now, I mean, right now, it's like I'm picturing, you know, my grandpa with dirt on his hands from being in the garden or whatever, giving the bendición. Like, people would faint right now if that were to happen because the germs, the thought of the germs, kissing babies on the head and they're playing with their toes and putting their fingers in your mouth and all the things that we do just out of affection is a big fat no-no right now. It is, it's so it's not just a no-no it's also for your protection not like you know I was going to give creepy uncle a kiss on his feet but right with babies <laughs> you just can't that's no, just and so this started a while back even before COVID-19 with um, RSV or whooping cough where they were cautioning against kissing babies on the mouth or even kissing them on their toes or hands where they they could then put their digits in their own mouth um so because they could get whooping cough and either it could be fatal or it could, they could get very, very ill. So people, my family was not real receptive to that. They were not like, oh, yeah, we're just not going to kiss the babies anymore. In fact, it was kind of like, don't be a creída. Don't be stuck up. You know, you're just being overprotective or whatever. There was this sort of shaming that came with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I think that might be changing with um, with COVID-19. I think we might be in a different time now. Um, I don't, I don't know that this would change it. And here's my thought process around it. So again, my personal experience has been Latinx people are more huggy kissy than some other, some other um, ethnicities maybe. Um, so I don't think that this will actually shame us into not huggy kissy I think after this is after we are out of shelter in place you're gonna want to hold on and mm -hmm. and and have that feeling of of hugging and 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 touching and closeness that that we missed out on for you know what's likely to be several months, months right um so I think maybe this will bring us a little bit closer together When I last saw my mom, we went to go see my tia as well, and and um, we dropped off some food for her uh, because she d she's not able to drive anymore. So we we did that favor of going by and, and doing a drop off. We did a drive by peanut buttering, and <laughs> um, when we were leaving, um, I couldn't hug her. Like she was like, "No, it's pro you know." And it just broke my heart a little bit. But the mm -hmm. next time I see her, the next time I have that opportunity, I'm just going to want to give her the biggest, bestest hug I possibly can. And I think for me, the feeling is like, I'm going to want to make sure that the next time I see them, that it, it matters mm -hmm. and take that extra time. I don't want there to be any like doubt that I you know, any shame or doubt or stigma about being sick or what have you. I just, 
I want to feel that closeness with familia again and with all of my tight friends. Like I'm going to want to just have an abrazo. So beware, Charlene, the next time I actually okay. see you, I will probably tackle you <laughs> because I miss your ass, you know. And well, and so do have you, I know now it's very strange. I mean, at the beginning of this, it was sort of like you, you saw people and you didn't know if you should should you shake hands? Like there's kind of this awkward, no, maybe we're not shaking hands. We're definitely not hugging. But with my mom, it was still very much like, oh no, go in for the hug. And now, I mean, Art, have you come across anybody who's still just not abiding by this whole social distancing thing? Our executive producer is not abiding by it. She still snuggles 100%. Um, outside of (laughs) (laughs) Um, outside of that I have not hugged another human being yeah have I wait hold on I might be corrected oh there's a friend of mine that hugged her in Walgreens outside of the boundary Walgreens yeah I don't remember I don't know who it was because I wasn't with her but she's saying that um and i remember when she came home she was like someone who knows me through you just gave me a hug at walgreens even though we're not supposed to be (laughs) we're supposed to be social distancing or physical distancing but i have not hugged anyone outside of the people in my house i haven't even hugged my tias like even when i see them it's like peace bro Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. and it's awkward right like it's this forced weird yeah counterintuitive thing but to that point, so this person that's not even a super close friend or relative wanted to still give a hug. I think there are still people who either out of habit or just complete denial that any of this is serious or actually happening are still acting like we can be normal and hug and kiss and high five and do all the things. Even so how do you combat that? How do you... Without being a jackass, without being a malcriada, without any of that, how do you address that? Proactive and say fist bump or elbow bump. Mm-hmm. That's if you proactively do that, I think that would, at least during this time frame, right? Mm-hmm. That would alleviate any awkwardness because you're you're putting your first step forward in showing what your boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't be proactive about it. Then there's that like, okay, I guess we can hug. What if you're just straight up wearing a face mask? Isn't that like the <laughs> ultimate like get the fuck back? Like, face I mask not- and gloves <laughs> are like a no no go. Mm-hmm. That means you don't want to touch nothing. Do See not nobody. Pass go. Do not approach me. We are not hugging. Don't touch my elbow. I've been coughing in it all day. No, we are not. <laughs> we're not. And that so. We have talked a lot in our household about wearing gloves and wearing masks in public and what that means, what that, if that actually does anything with, with stopping the virus. And I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I'm not going to speak to that, but it, you, it does give you that like second thought of like, wait, are you wearing it because you're protecting yourself? Are you wearing it because Mm -hmm. you got it? Yep. Yep. So that's my hesitation when I see people is which is the point, right? You don't need to be near them. You don't need to be around them. You don't need to be touching the things that they're touching. You don't need to be near them right now. Right, but if you're that's that, the point. If, okay, so 
if you're that afraid, then why are you out? Well, it's not like people are out at the bar. It's like no, people are but, at the grocery store or right, putting gas or whatever. And they're, and or they're whatever. wearing all the stuff. But it's like if you're that afraid, then just freaking order off the internet and get it picked up in your car. And then not you don't have to see the rest of Not everybody knows how us. to use the internet. Fair. Fair. Oh, dude. You can't. I did just get told because you can't use the mm. internet. And she did it with the pointing the finger, too. You can't mm. use the internet if you have Snap. You can't use your Snap card online. So, fair. Boom, cat. Boom. Fair. I did just get told. All right. Not everyone has that access, for sure. For sure. So, it's. I mean, and there are still those essential people that are, if you're a doctor that just worked a 14-hour shift and you're trying to go get your Whataburger or whatever, you know, I mean, I if you are a grocery worker who has been on on for 12 days straight because there's nobody else to go in anymore, yeah, you know what, do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You got to go shopping when you can. You got to get your food when you can. Um you know that there's I this see. there's this interesting it's kind of a little big brothery admittedly but because our um smartphones have the the um capability of seeing like pinpointing where you're at right like the mm-hmm. the geo- geographical location. yeah location mm-hmm. um yes it's a little big brothery but they can tell who has been out and who has not kind of so in some of the research that was done or at least poured over, the New York Times did a piece on how people in socioeconomically lower areas of their, in particular in New York, of their city, they are the ones who, because they are the quote-unquote essential people working mm-hmm. sometimes lower paying jobs because they work in the supermarket or what yep. have you, they still have to go. So they're not following... Yep necessarily the stay-at-home orders and the people who are from socioeconomically higher levels they're definitely staying at home because they Mm -hmm. can afford to and so we're oh yeah this is going to be broken down by race and class right now as we're recording this new orleans is about to be the next hotspot, and we're about to see all of those pockets of people of color pockets of people who are on benefits pockets of people who work minimum wage or close to jobs that are carrying the brunt of this virus absolutely this is going to shed light as if i mean not everyone has been paying attention to this we pay attention to this but it's going to shed light on how our healthcare system discriminates in this country because the the data is going to be in our face and good, as it should be. We should be looking at that and making some very important decisions based on some of that, even though, again, some of that does feel a little big brothery, um, you know, your data being tracked from where your phone is. But it, it does shine a light on the haves and the have-nots mm-hmm. and who still needs to go out and about and who's at, who's at risk because they are out and about. Yep. yep. Man, but... You know, after, like I said, after all this is said and done, when I see my gente, my fam, expect a huge, enormous hug from me because I miss you all. I miss that physical contact. 
that's the kind of human being I am right now. Um, the way my heart and soul works of, uh, an elbow bump is not like enough when I see people. I really, it's, it's an expression of who we are and how we love, um, for sure. And it's, it's been really hard to abide by it. Um, especially when I'm doing those drop-offs of food or whatever it is to my parents or, you know, and they're kind of in the doorway, like waving. And it's this, Oh, like physical tugging at my heartstrings, like, man, this is not right. Um, but also I know if this needs to be my sacrifice, it is a tiny, tiny sacrifice in the the greater scheme of things for sure. And, uh, we all have to do our part so that we can get out of this shit so that we can resume somewhat of a normal life, um, and get back to those you know, I want I want to be at a barbecue this summer with my gente and, and high fiving and giving all the hugs. <laughs> that was one of our co producers who <laughs> um, got up from his nap and and had to shake off his <laughs> his little dog body. Shake off the crudo. <laughs> Um, because you and I are in separate places during this time of uh, physical isolation. Um, I'm in my living room. You are in my living room. Woohoo! Getting the weedy weedy done. Yeah. There he went again. Once wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta sh- really shake it off. That was a good nap. Ooh. That was a good nap. <laughs> oh. Well, Kat, I think, you know, it's it's very telling of the the love and affection and just cariño that our our people have. Um, and you're right. I hope there's a greater appreciation for it on the other side of all of this. And, you know, even just the word cariño, if I try to explain what it is in English, I don't think that there is mm. that there is a word or even a paragraph that would do it justice, mm-hmm. Garino really is a hug, an embrace, an enveloping in, of love. And uh, I can't wait to get my Garino on with, you know, my familia once once we're done. Because I, I really, I miss that. And I'm, there's a lot of people I miss. The, one of the last people... I saw was our good friend Erica who cut my hairs, thank God, so I don't have to do my own damn haircut because I've done that before and it went <laughs> badly. Um, so I can't, I really, really can't wait to, when when the governor, and thank God for our governor who has been inc- an incredible leader, mm-hmm. gracias a Dios for uh, Governor down. Lujan Grisham. Um, when this is all said and done, I'm I'm gonna probably go down up and down the block hugging everybody. Everybody's wow. gonna get a hug. I'm gonna be that creepy uncle. Mm-hmm. But will you hug the, hug the governor? If, if um <laughs> if I have an opportunity to see her, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, Cat! This is the Pocha Podcast. Um, I'm Cat. You are I'm Charlene. Charlene. And we are on our anniversary of the Weedy Weedy. We hope you have enjoyed um, listening for a year at not just our regular 
podcast, but also also our opportunity to just chew the fat and weedy weedy with each other and with you about topics um, that come close to home that that are important to us. And don't forget that we are online on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all the things. We are not on TikTok for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, so that is our weedy weedy for April. I can't believe it's a year. Wow. Yeah, I know. Congratulations and air hugs to all of our gente. Have a, a great rest of your month. Be safe.